Greetings and welcome to the Synaptic Radio Podcast. I'm Randy Brown. I'm going to be your host here for the next hour or so. Actually, today is probably going to be a long one, so go ahead and pack a lunch. As always, and this is my guarantee to you, 34 shows, always Sugar Ray Free. That is my guarantee to you that you will never, and I mean never, hear Sugar Ray on the Synaptic Radio Podcast. Going to have a guest in today. Our old friend, good friend, Mark Reznicek of the Toadies. He's going to come in. We're going to talk about Dia de los Toadies. And uh, he's got a new comic book coming out. And we're going to chat with him for a bit about all of that. New stuff this week from Windhand, Pixies, and this brand, brand spanking new single from Arcade Fire. Go ahead and roll your eyes. I don't care. I love them. I'm always going to play them. And this is a nice seven-minute look into what the new record is going to be like. It's the brand new sprawling journey from the Arcade Fire Reflector on the Synaptic Radio.
Austin's Quiet Company, that was the emasculated man and the city that swallowed him because they love very short song titles. Try to say that really quickly. That's off a brand new recording of an old record, their first record called Shine Honesty. The new recording of it is called A Dead Man on My Back. I picked it up this weekend, uh, went and saw them in Fort Worth. They played a little acoustic show, a nice little show. Uh, wasn't terribly acoustic, uh, except for the fact that they had acoustic guitars but they're still kind of loud and, uh, you know, all that stuff. For a band called Quiet Company, they're loud, ha ah, good stuff. Regardless, the record is called A Dead Man on My Back. I picked up a nice, beautiful, double white LP copy of it. Because, you know, I've always been an LP person. For the longest time, you just couldn't get them. And then everybody's really, really, really proud of their LP prices anymore. So I... Uh, band this past weekend put out a, a, a split single. Actually, a label put it out for, for two bands. Obviously, it's a split single. And they were charging $15 for a split 7-inch single. I'm sorry. That is being way too proud and thinking that vinyl is way too precious. Uh, so I'll get off my soapbox right now. That's uh, lower, lower your record prices. There you go. Prior to that, we heard from DC's Soulside with Pocket Hurts. Up next, we got some new Doomish metal from Windhand off of their brand new album that just came out this week called Soma. This is Orchard on the Synaptic Radio.
And that was the latest from Mr. Gnome off of last year's Softly Mad single. That was the way. Well, hey, look at that. I said we were going to have a guest, and sure enough, we do. Hello, Mark Reznicek of the Toadies. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well, Randy Brown of the Brown family. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I am of the Brown family, so so very, very good. We got uh, Dia coming up this weekend. Dia yes. de los Toadies. Yep. Sixth installment. Sixth installment. First one in our hometown of first, Fort Worth. First time in Fort Worth. That's, uh, that's very nice. I'm pretty excited about it. Pretty so I don't have to drive to the middle of nowhere. To <laughs> you know, that, that new Bromfels drive is pretty... Uh, it seemed to get longer all three years. Every it's time a beautiful it's venue. It's just not easy to get to. No. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. But congrats. Congrats. So hopefully... Hopefully we'll get to see uh, Dia, as it's been shortened to. Yes, I. Over uh, over the next few years here in North Texas. It's I a hope good time. a lot of people get to see it. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, you know, I do too. I do too. I uh, I plan on going. I missed the second one. I'm sorry. It seems that everything today goes back to Depeche Mode, and it's because of Depeche Mode I missed the second one. But I've seen every other year. The second one was out at... Uh... It was out in Glen Rose, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Uh... Something Ranch. It was Something the place ranch. where uh, that sniper guy got killed. Oh. I don't remember the name of it. Sorry. Somewhere in Glen Rose. Sorry, nice people who hosted <laughs> our second dia. I don't remember the name of your... <laughs> It'll come to me when I'm driving home. That's good stuff. So uh, what are you looking forward to? Are you looking forward to anybody specific this weekend or just um, getting out there and hanging out with some friends and... Yeah, all of that. Um, I've never actually seen Matt the Cat Trio perform before. And they're playing Friday night? Friday night. Chill night. Um, it'll be cool to see James Hall, the legendary James Hall from Pleasure Club. Which we played actually a few weeks back. Uh, played a little Pleasure Club here on uh, the Synaptic. Nice. Those of you, those 12 of you who have subscribed, thank <laughs> you. You will remember that. Um, and Will Johnson's already always Awesome to hear. He's also playing Friday night. That yeah. he is. We're actually going to have some uh, some Will Johnson coming up here in a little bit. Cool. Uh, Will South, Johnson some, solo? Uh, actually, no, some South San Gabriel oh. coming up. Coming up here in the show in a little bit. That that was actually completely unplanned. Wow. So, just a happy coinky-dink. Happy coinky-dink, <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, the, the the cool thing about Diadela's Toadies is you always kind of get some uh, some little surprises. We never know what we're going to get. And last year, uh, we got we got this, and this is the actual performance from last year. Sarah Jaffe came out with you guys uh, yeah. both nights. Yep. And uh, y'all pulled out a PJ Harvey cover. That's right. Which is now on a, a record store day single. Yep. Which uh, you can probably still find it. There's probably still a couple of copies floating around out there somewhere. So if you if you look real hard, you can find this. This is a uh, Sarah Jaffe, fronting I guess basically fronting the Toadies, from Diadela's Toadies last year with their cover of Down by the Water, on the Synaptic Radio. I lost my heart onto the bridge to that little girl. So. What I 
The Toadies with Sarah Jaffe doing their version of Down by the River by P.J. Harvey. A lot of good things happening there. That's like a triple Reese's Peanut Butter Cup going on. If there is a triple Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Is there not? What can you add to a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup that would make it better? That's right. Nobody has nothing. So... Because it's I'm, perfect as Exactly. As is. So imagine like an even more perfect Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. There you go. Mark, besides Dia coming up this weekend, Dia De Los Toadies, to be proper, uh, you've also got a comic book coming out. Yep. It's, uh, that's pretty cool. How did you end up... Uh, how did this come about? Uh, two or three years ago, when the Toadies were on tour, uh, we were playing New York City... And our tour manager, Wes Solem, said, uh, I have a buddy that lives here in town that's uh, working at Marvel Comics. And he's coming to the show. And you probably get along with him, you know. I'll introduce you to him. So after the show was over, uh, we were in the dressing room backstage. And uh, there's a raging party going on like there always is backstage. It's rock and roll, man. Wink, wink. Um... But um, his name's Donnie Cates, and we basically stood in the corner drinking beer and geeking out on comics, and I was asking him what it's like to work at Marvel and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, hey, uh, uh, I write comics, so someday maybe you and I should team up on a comic. I said, okay, that's cool. And he says, if you ever have an idea that you think is worth pursuing let me know I said okay I'll keep that in mind and then oh six months or more went by and he his internship at Marvel ended and he moved back to Texas and uh, talked to him and he reminded me about that again I says yeah I've been thinking about an idea uh, let me give it a little more thought and I will hit you up with an email so I typed up a paragraph or two and sent it to him to see what he thought and luckily he liked the idea and within about a week he had uh, come up with the whole you know a whole setting a whole world and uh, you know characters to inhabit this world and everything that uh, it fit the concept and so then we We'd kind of get together every once in a while and discuss it and come up with storylines. And uh, he knew an artist. um, And so we got the artist to draw 10 pages of the script for the first issue. And then we shopped it around to various comic book companies. And Dark Horse is the one who showed the most interest. So. Dark Horse is putting out our first comic, Buzzkill. First issue will debut at Dia de los Toadies this Saturday, September 14th. And then it'll be available in comic stores nationwide next Wednesday, September 18th. Well, that's some pretty pretty good timing. Some synergy going on there. It did work out just right. Also, uh, Donnie Cates, my co-writer, and the artist Jeff Shaw will be at DIA, and we'll have a signing, I think it's at 3.30 in the afternoon, Saturday, so people can buy the comic and get the whole creative team to sign it if they want, and 
shake our hands and congratulate us on the most amazing fucking comic book they've ever read in their life. Well, there you go. So, so Buzz kills the comic uh, without giving away too much because we obviously want everybody to go buy it and read it. Right. Uh, you know, we don't want them to be Empire Strikes Backed like I was in 80 when Kid called me the day after it came out and told me every single thing that happened. It's the worst day of my life ever. <laughs> Han Solo got frozen. Luke's hand got cut off. Darth Vader's Luke's fire. What? Mind hey, I blown. haven't seen it yet. Come on. Oh, crap. Sorry. Crap. I'm sorry. Without giving away too much, what is the basic premise of Buzzkill? Um, in a nutshell, Buzzkill is about a superhero who gets his powers from uh, drinking alcohol and he may get other type of powers from whatever kind of drug or stimulant he takes. But basically, he's an alcoholic superhero who gets his powers from drinking alcohol. But he's he's in AA. He's trying to quit drinking. But ironically, this would also uh, make him have to stop being a superhero. So it's kind of the... The inner conflict of this guy whose alcohol's killing him while at the same time allowing him to fight crime, as it were. Sounds like an interesting journey. I hope so. Looking, uh, looking forward to getting my hands on a copy of that this weekend, as should you. All of you. Every one of you. All 12 of you. For you, all of you over there across the pond, the Pick one of you that, that listen to the show from across the pond. Get to Dia de los Toadies this weekend in Fort Worth. <laughs> yeah. The, be- the beauty of podcast, it goes, it's not just local radio. Uh, one of the co- another cool thing, uh, we were talking about the surprises that you get at uh, Dia de los Toadies. And we got this, uh, the first year of the chill, the chill night, the acoustic, or what was originally acoustic night, but now it's, it's uh, known as the chill night or whatever. Uh, it's a, a gorgeous version of uh of Tyler, mm, mm-hmm. an absolutely gorgeous. I'm not trying to stroke any egos here. Uh, actually, if I was going to stroke any ego, I would say, "Hey, remember that time I said Tyler should be the single from Rubberneck?" And nobody wanted to listen to me. And hey, look, here we are, twenty, almost twenty years later. It's almost been twenty years since Rubberneck came out. Almost crazy talk. One more year. One more year, and Tyler is still a. Uh, you know, PK, Possum Kingdom still gets the crowd going, but man, they, those kids want to hear Tyler. Uh, so if you haven't heard it, this is the acoustic version of Tyler that was recorded the very uh, the first year, the chill night at uh, Dia de los Toadies. It's a complete reworking, and it's, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Enjoy, and we'll be back with Mark in just a minute. Days with a smile on her face. 
acoustic version, I'm making quotations around acoustic, of Tyler from the Toadies. Uh, you guys actually were on Fox 4 this morning, knocking out a little abbreviated version of it. I'm imagining that uh, during the weekend we're going to get to hear the full version. Uh, as far as I know. I should hope. Yeah. <laughs> I should hope you didn't do an edited version of the song the kids all want to hear. We'll uh, give them the version we feel that they deserve. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, that's uh, easily, I think that's the probably now the definitive version of that song, at least to me. Hmm. Uh, surprisingly. Surprisingly. After all those years of hearing it in one way, and then you hear it a different way, and it's just like the reimagining is so... It's all there, but it's just... There's just something completely different about Deconstructed. It. Deconstructed. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think that... Uh, it's very Joe Jackson of y'all. All those drums I was playing on the original just cluttered it up. So if we... Well, you know, people don't like drums. Yeah. <laughs> the kids aren't into drums these days. They aren't. Uh, give them a beat and they, man, they don't. They just want the hook. Yeah. No beat. Just they just want the acoustic guitars and tambourines. Acoustic guitars, tambourines, maybe like the Lumineers, your favorite. Oh yeah, throw in a Farfisa organ, and I'm yeah, I'm completely happy. Couple and, of, yeah, hey ho, couple of female I'm, backing singers. I'm ex- I'm excited about that. The Toadies Lumineers record coming up. That's gonna be yeah. That's our next project. Actually, we're uh, doing an entire album of Lumineers covers. Sweet. Yeah. Resnick and Sons. I like it. Yeah. It'll be I like, like it. you know. The acoustic U2. The acoustic U2? Really? You taking a shot at me for my, my love No, of U2? just the fact that you like U2 and the fact that everybody always compares Mumford & Sons to U2. And Who does that? Because I'll, I'll slip their Oh, throats. Rolling Stone magazine and all the other... Well, I guess, I guess it's a good thing I got rid of my Rolling Stone subscription, so I'll never see that. The only time it's worth reading, really, is right before an election when they have all their... Their election coverage, I always find really entertaining, <laughs> if one-sided. Because you know what? You know what I love out of a music magazine? Politics. Hey. Politics. Hit me with your politics. and Hey, you know what would be cool? Not a music article right here where you've got 15 pages of... Well, their music articles are always either John Mayer or Bruce Springsteen. I mean, that's pretty much the extent of... Well, they do put Lady Gaga on the cover from it's time true. to time. It's true. Lady Gaga. All that stuff that I really like so Swift. much. Yeah. Taylor Swift, the least sincere person in music. Taylor they, Swift. Uh, they're I, really, I'm making one of those little hearts with my hand right now. They're, they're cutting Just edge with their uh, musical taste at Rolling Stone. Exactly. little little One Direction action. Mm. One don't, Direction. Don't talk it. bad about One Direction or you might get some death threats. Oh, well. Twelve of you out there that are listening, if you've got a, a predilection for One Direction, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for whatever I've played in the last 35 shows, because or 34 shows, rounding up there, because you haven't liked a single note that I've played. Well, no, I have played Joy Division a couple of times, and that one kid was wearing a Joy Division shirt, which was uh, all the rage. Love will tear us apart. I think uh, the Joy Division understood it. The Joy Division T-shirt is the uh, the Ramones T-shirt of this decade. Hmm. You've heard it here first. Yep. Because you know how you see soccer moms now wearing 
Ramones t-shirts, or you yeah. did a couple years ago. No. Yeah. yeah. Next, it'll be the Unknown Pleasures uh, <laughs> soccer moms wearing that. They've never heard the album. I do wish I had one of the, the Disney Mickey Unknown Pleasures shirts that, <laughs> that came out for one day. One that, day and got pulled. That would be pretty... I wish I had one of those. Yeah, me too. It's another Reese's Peanut Butter Cup moment for me. At 43, I don't care. I have I have no guilty pleasures. I'm a Spice Girls fan. I saw them. I don't care. I'll tell you all that. I too like some Spice Girls. How can you not? Two become one. One of these days you may actually hear that. Because that will actually be... You will. That is my guarantee to you, 100%, is that I will never use the Spice Girls at the beginning of any show to tell you what I will not play. <laughs> this this show, just in case you were wondering, uh, it is a 100% sugar ray-free. Oh, nice. Yeah, this particular show told everybody that we are sugar Kind ray. of a low glycemic type show. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, we're going to wrap up. I'm going to let you get out of here. Thank you very much for joining. Thanks for having Mark. me. Mark, uh, it's always fun. We always have a good time chatting. and Always. Uh, one of these days, we'll give you the nine-hour version of us just talking. Talking Non-stop. nonsense. And no edit. No edit whatsoever. We're going to get out of, it, out of here with this. This is the Pogues off of 1988's If I Should Fall From Grace With God. The title track on the Synaptic Radio. <laughs>
brand new Pixies from their brand new EP, the first thing we've heard from them in over 20 years. Well, we got that song Bamf Walk back in 04, which was, uh, I think it was kind of underwhelming to everyone. Regardless, that's some brand new Pixies for you, so let me know what you think about it, because we always love hearing from you here at the Synaptic Radio, and I'm still offering incentives. You can still win a CD and magazine out of my own personal prized collection. Just email me at synaptic one at gmail.com to enter. Will Johnson of Centromatic, and of just Will Johnson, has a, he has another act also. It's been around for forever. It's not like it's something brand new. It's called South San Gabriel. This is off of a split that they did with Aquaville River, which was actually the first time I'd ever heard of Aquaville River. So I guess the whole split single thing did its actual job because I heard of the new band because of the old band that I was into. Regardless, anyway, this is South San Gabriel, Stark Miami Mines. Stark Miami Mines conducts to a fortress Swallowing the workers with a fly trap And the climb of the Augustine Sundays beating on the daylight of Victorian monster. We were checking old
And The Cure wraps us up this week with To the Sky. That's from the Stranger Than Fiction comp, uh, which I remember The Edge got that back in 90, 89, prior to uh, Wish coming out. And we all thought, oh, cool, this is brand new Cure. And uh, and it was brand new Cure, but it was not going to be on Wish at all. You can also find that on the Connect the Dots box. So you don't have to shell out all the big money for the uh, the Stranger Than Fiction comp, which we all thought we were going to have to back in the day. Anyway, there you go. The Cure. You can join me on Facebook, The Synaptic. On Twitter, at The Synaptic. Email me, thesynaptic1 at gmail.com. And you can also join me at thesynaptic.com, where I will occasionally, and I do mean occasionally, write something. I don't do it very often, so uh, don't hold your breath. As always, thanks to my cnjradio.com family. Thank you to Mark Reznicek for joining me this week. And I'm going to leave you with this. I told you it was going to be a long show, and it really is going to be a long show. Def Heaven, from their album Sunbather, this is Vertigo. We'll see you next week.
The Synaptic Radio is brought to you by the Synaptic Empire in conjunction with cnjradio.com.